0: Keyshawn, J Will and Zubin, the podcast.
1: How much sleep you get last night? I know you're up all night with the Lakers. I got three. three, three, not bad. Three hours.
2: It's
0: not bad. How you yeah. feeling this morning?
2: I'm good. I'm 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 good. I'm getting ready to pull a double duty later on the day on NFL Live at four Eastern on ESPN. Ooh,
0: you and Dan Orlovsky battles. I
1: love it. Yeah. I love it. Double duty. So the Dodgers battling the Rays, taking care of business. Your quick thoughts on the end of the baseball season before we start talking about the beginning of what could be a very fast-approaching NBA season.
2: Well, we got to the end. We finished it. Uh, The Dodgers, that is, obviously coming into the season. We were the favorites, along with the Yankees. The Yankees didn't live up to their end of the bargain. Sorry, Jay will but that was (laughs) all part of it. The Dodgers lived up to their end of the bargain, although it did look a little bleak in the playoffs. At some point in time, we— you know, we fought back, we we won, we came into this thing. Clayton Kershaw did an amazing job in game one and five, um, in terms of his pitching. Corey Seager. You know what's so interesting about Corey Seeger? Two and two and a half the MVP two and a half years ago, we was talking about Machado replacing him and maybe doing something different with Corey Seeger because he was injured.
1: Yes. Two years Major later. Injury. Two years later, he's the MVP. And they eliminated Machado when the way and to Machado
2: title. is at the Padres. What how, how? What a swing. What a change.
1: Yeah. They did it the hard way, overcoming the 3-1 deficit. They yeah. did it the easy way, overcoming Milwaukee and Machado and the Dodgers. And they did it their way, Jay. It's a crazy season, capped by a crazy we championship. We did it our you know, way.
0: Is that, is that how that song sounds by Frank Sinatra? I think it's something like that, right? It does right? not sound like that. Well, <laughs> you can give it to me. You're a New York guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, know say, you, it,
2: I know you're a Sinatra
0: Seinfeld guy. I get it. I, I, <laughs> no, Sinatra. Okay. Anyway.
2: Um. <laughs> Zubin had to laugh. <laughs> you said you set, you set, set yourself is, up for that, though. You set yourself up for that.
0: First off, wait, don't get me on a tangent. <laughs> Seinfeld is not a bad show. I don't watch it, but it's not a bad show. I'm not going to let you make me feel like I am not cool I'm because not I have watched it, a Seinfeld I, episode or two. Jason,
2: Jason Williams. And Frank Sinatra in a different category hey, than J- Seinfeld. J- Jason Williams, I've never ever said you should feel bad. You should feel bad because you have a Seinfeld
0: catalog. I've never said the, that. The, the, the catalog. Oh, okay. Anyway, all let's right. get to, Back to one one quick point before we get to our next subject. Of course. Very happy for Clayton Kershaw. Hopefully that whole narrative is done now. Yes. Dave Roberts happy to see him go out on top as well. He'll continue to go. The way this team played, it, it was good. The in an abnormal year, something normal happened. The best team won, right? Happened <laughs> in basketball right. and it happened in baseball. And in hockey you could And know. in hockey. I will just say the se- the, the the World Series finale was one of the most 2020 moments in sports we've ever had, right? It's – COVID is obviously a thing, and watching Justin Turner host up the World Series trophy, Mm -hmm. knowing that he was COVID positive, just – I'm like, okay, Rob Manford, MLB, this is exactly what it is right now for you guys. And unfortunately – This is the story we're talking about instead of the Dodgers winning the World Series. You're
1: right about that. A lot of questions to be answered today, including the contact tracing and everything that the uh, champs are going to have to go through after everything with Turner. Okay, so from the chairman of the board to guys grabbing boards, the NBA is back. Supposedly, they're targeting a December 22nd return, which would be three days before casual fans tune in to watch the Christmas Day quintuple header, which almost has always featured LeBron James, no matter really where he has played. In his career. A couple of numbers for you, just to give you the context of a quick return. Many people were thinking, come back in January, February, March, maybe have some fans in the arena. It's worth the wait. But if it's a long, dark winter with the coronavirus, what are we really talking about? A couple of numbers for context. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2019 NBA Finals, Raptors over the Warriors, the last pre pandemic finals, right? Game six, Raptors win the championship. From the moment that game ended, There were 131 days until the start of the next NBA season. These numbers, according to Mark Stein, the great NBA reporter for the New York Times. This season, if they go with a December 22nd start, which Jay Willis said yesterday would necessitate a December 1 training camp, something early, December 22 start, if you take the Lakers championship win... On October 11th, you go to December 22nd. It's like a month and a half. It would be basically like 72 days if you think about it just from the perspective of going a couple of different months. If you go way to the end of December. So 131 the previous year, 131 days off. Now 72 days off. That's just till the opener. You got to lop off another month, as Jay said, because you got to get there December 1 to train. Is this a good idea? And by the way, one of the reasons they want to do this and have a 72-game regular season, this is worth mentioning, I don't want to belabor this, many international players, and the NBA is flush with international players, want to participate in the Olympics next year in Tokyo. And if the NBA starts later, it would go into the summer again, and it would preclude some of the great international stars of this league from playing for their country in the Olympics. And All been, of
0: that's on the table. And local Local TV deals. Got to get local, that money. It's a lot. You know, you see a lot of these LA Fox, all all these local TV affiliates. It's a lot of money that you can lose if you don't participate in the first half
1: of the season. Absolutely. So key, they're angling a 72 game season done by the summer to allow the international guys to go. No fans in the stands at the moment.
2: Well, much like Jay said, though, from a timeline standpoint, I don't like it but I can work around it. I can figure out how to work around it. If they asked me, how to, How can we get this in? You just need to know that the star players that ran deep run into the playoffs that were not out in March, that were in the bubble, that played late into the season, you may miss them the first month or so of the season to a degree. You're going to have the, the rest capability. LeBron is of the world are going to have to rest. You know, AD can rest. I mean, Kawhi, all those type of guys – they're going to want to sit tight for a little bit. I mean,
1: you know, if I had 100, what did you say, 131 days? Yeah, it would be 131 days in the old days. In the old days. so if, if, it'll be 72. So if my body. Old days, is,
3: two years ago. Two
1: days ago. Yeah,
2: two but years if ago. My, but if my mind and <laughs> my back. body is are, are accustomed to that time off from, from a training standpoint. Yeah. Now you're only telling me I got basically about a month. Because mm-hmm. you got it. We're already in November. This is November. Right. So now you're telling me I got to get up to speed here soon. Right. Not only that, they got the NBA draft, right, coming up?
0: NBA drafts coming up, yep, and then free agency right after that.
2: So you got all that packaged up. You got to get them together, get the team ready. You got to do all that in a very six-week type window and then get on the court. How come they couldn't push it off until, instead of Christmas Day, maybe like New Year's Eve or something like that?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But then could you get 72 in and still have the Olympics? The Olympics is well, really big for a lot of the international Practice guys. would
0: start December 1st, right. essentially, and then you would play that first game December 22nd, and then you would have, obviously, Christmas Day would be like the massive, typical NBA launch.
2: But before, but before y'all go into training camp on December 1st, you usually get, what, a couple weeks in of, of hard training? Like training, yeah, the good. month of November, you training. Like October, you training. Yeah,
0: typically October you start, and you start playing games in November. But
2: the October's gone now.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying typically. Yes. So
2: now you would be training in November to get ready for December first, because you can't come in off the streets to go right to December one, right? No, they, they,
0: they, you you would start training camp December one. So guys, no, I mean you, I mean you training do, the, on your own. Yeah, you do. And well, guys, have been, that's a, that's the thing, though. Guys have been training on their own since this whole thing. If if you were one of those guys that decided to train on your own since the pandemic has started to a degree, right? But, but
2: I mean, guys that like were in the mm-hmm. bubble, right, Jay? That mm-hmm. that got out the bubble, like a Dame Lillard or some of those guys. They've been training
0: this entire time. Uh, not not necessarily. I mean, guys, I I, I would take time off. Yeah, Sometimes I would walk away from the game for like yeah, yeah a month. Yeah, Let's so relax. like Giannis is over in Greece right now. I'm sure he's getting shots here and there, but he's but just it's not the, not the same training to
2: get ready for training camp. Like at football, I trained to get ready for training camp, camp, and training camp trained me to get ready for the season.
0: No basketball, you come into training camp for a training camp to get ready for the season oh, you don't do i mean unless you're like a, a kobe or lebron or michael these guys train all year long yeah see that's how i was
2: i trained all year long the season was over i took probably three weeks off even when i took the little fake three weeks off i still was in there doing something yeah. running doing some stuff and then i didn't really hit it hard until
0: my little vacation time was over with but Subin, this is what i would like to say about this whole thing happening so i'm um, I know Danny Green spoke out the other day a little bit about guys, maybe LeBron probably won't play. And, look, that already exists to a degree, Key. It's called load management. We're (laughs) going to see load management a lot in the first month and a half of the season probably. I guarantee you the biggest names will be playing on Christmas Day because the NBA will probably mandate that unless there's something, catastrophic injury or some sort. But, you know, last night I'm sitting there and I'm going through social media. And did you guys see this whole story about Kim Kardashian and her 40th birthday party? So she rented a private... look at me for? She rented... Because <laughs> I was a Calabasas. Calabasas. knew about this. Zubin looked at me like...
1: That's Kim Kim Keith's neighbor in Calabasas. I, I, I hate ah, to say it. It's Zubin.
2: just, yeah. Every time their names come up, I just go right by
0: So <laughs> she rented a private island for, for a birthday party, right? Oh, wow. And made some statements about, I got everybody. Everybody's been quarantined. Everybody's been tested. Don't worry. We took all the right safety precautions. And it just... And she got annihilated on social media. People were like, man, how, how tone deaf can you guys be? People are dying out here. People are losing jobs by the second. You guys are talking about renting a private island. So that took me to my thought about the NBA. Like, I don't think NBA players have the luxury of complaining about this publicly. Now, they do it behind closed doors to Adam Silver. That's one thing. But if you start coming out publicly and you're one of these guys like Danny Green makes $14 million. Now, I hear you about the rest and about things of that sort. But the amount of money that guys are making, considering where they're at right now, like, all right, season may start early. You may not like it. But also, I mean, look at the job and look at, what, look at what you're being paid in order to do this. So you have to tough it out to a degree. But, Coach, isn't that different, though? We're talking yeah, about – I'm not comparing. I'm just saying the the sound of like, – and I'm happy that no NBA player has openly complained about this. These are conversations that you have. This is what happened to MLB, Zubin, when the players – it leaked out that the players were talking about all this stuff, and it just was a bad look for the league overall. So – If there are any players, if they have issues, instead of being public about it, it makes sense to have behind-the-door conversations with Adam Silver about it. You fix it internally because you don't want this kind of – you don't want this splash on all the good things that the NBA has done up until this point.
2: Well, I think from a body standpoint, though, and being tired, it's different because there are teams from the beginning when they shut things down, they never made it to the bubble. So their rest is – they got – I wouldn't call it an advantage, but they got more rest. They actually got time off where the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the – the the who do we beat? Oh, the Heat. Um, it's so Celtics. long ago. Yeah, you it's know, so long ago. The Celtics, all of these teams were in the bubble. That time is shortened to get back to December 1. Um, so when you look at it, I don't think – I wouldn't necessarily call it complaining no, because I, if my body feels a certain way and I but, can't maximize my potential on the floor to give good basketball, it's kind of like – I'm not doing I'm not doing not only am I not doing the fans a service, I'm not doing the NBA a good deed and service because I'm putting lousy play out
0: on the court. Yeah, I, so I guess my question to you would be if that is the case, which is understandable, right? Do you go to the media and would you say that to the media that you feel it's not That's what I'm saying. Like I probably wouldn't talk to you, y'all anyway. Yeah, you don't you wouldn't go to the media and be like this is not fair, right? Like you wouldn't no, say I would, no. you wouldn't say uh, that you can you that. don't really have the luxury of saying that right now. And yes, this is different. But also, we're trying to manage different times here. I couldn't agree Let more. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, are they,
2: so what happens if the season starts in December? Mm-hmm. What happens
0: to – is there another bubble? Is it – Well, these are all questions, I mean, depending upon yeah. where we are, that we're trying to find out the answers to. Yet do you, you to be play determined. in your
1: own stadiums
0: now? Like-
1: Could you play a regional schedule so you don't have to travel as much? There's a lot of issues on the table. Two quick points I've got to bring up. One is obvious. Look – The league landed with an absolute thud. The NBA Finals ratings were the worst on record. So if they're going to relaunch again, they need everybody to be on board day one. The league cannot take for granted that the fans are going to be there because the most recent example shows, for whatever reason, even with the best, most marketable player the NBA's had in a couple decades was in the Finals with the biggest brand in the sport. On Eastern Standard Time. On Eastern Standard Time, no late starts during the playoffs. The ratings absolutely tanked. They were terrible. The NBA has to figure out what to do. So everybody's got to be on board day one. Secondly, for purposes of context, believe it or not, this would not be the first NBA season that would start in December. In 2011-2012, there was a lockout Lockout. shortened 66-game season. And that championship was won by LeBron James and the Miami Heat. So there is something there to discuss. We're going to discuss a little college football. But first, fellas, let's go from A to Z. And we'll start with MLB and JT to finish off the alphabet soup. Sources telling our Jeff Passan that he tested positive for COVID-19 during the game, was pulled in the eighth, and was out there during the celebration, partially with the mask, on partially with the mask, off. His teammates, they were all around him, surrounding him. Here's one of them, Corey Seager on the JT News.
4: You know, it was kind of a whirlwind right there in the seventh inning where we found out, but that man deserves to be out here. If I could trade places with him right now, I would. He, he, More than anybody in that clubhouse deserves to be celebrating with this team. He's been a huge part of this franchise for a long time.
1: That he has. He's a free agent. That's uh, not coincidental. Corey Seeger said that at the end with the franchise since 2014, but he could walk. And if he walks, to be out there one last time with his boys is something. Could Clemson's Trevor Lawrence walk away from a gigantic opportunity to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft? This is Trevor Lawrence essentially saying, for all you that are putting me in the draft next year, hold on just one second.
4: I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to see how things unfold. Uh, I think there's a lot of factors in that. But honestly, just really playing this year, putting everything I have into it, not really focusing on next year, whether, you know, I leave or stay or whatever. Obviously, I have the option to do either one. Kind of my mindset's been that I'm going to move on. But who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. Just really focusing on this year, not trying to look ahead, not trying to worry about that. Obviously, I can't control it and really just trusting that God has a plan for me no matter where that is, no matter where I go, whether that's across the country, whether that's close to home, where I stay another year, no matter what it is, you know, we'll work it out. So um, I'm not sure that's a that's a tough one, but uh, we'll see how it all unfolds.
1: You guys both had gigantic decisions to make. I mean, drafted one, drafted two. Trevor Lawrence could go one. Take me inside the mind of an athlete. Well, Take well, me back to your college. Well, industry.
2: first of all, he says he can't control it. Actually, you can't control it because you can make your decision to stay or go.
0: Um, You can always pull Eli Manning.
2: Well, maybe. Maybe you can always decide to say you don't want to go to a certain team for that matter, but I could assure you that the NFL is going to move on. It's not going to slow down. If he makes the decision to go back to school, then they'll look to draft somebody else.
0: Jay? I mean, he's already been to multiple championship games. He's won one. He's probably going to go to another with the way this year is going. Nothing left to do. Look, I I'm I assuming understand. he graduated. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume that the big issue here is with the Jets. Does he want to be part of the Jets organization? Actually, I would cold. tell Trevor, I take it. I run to New York, and I say, I want this. I want to own this, and I could be the difference maker.
2: That's so funny, though. You ain't even halfway through the season that the Jets are the number one pick. People are just like, ah, it's the Jets. It's the Jets. I mean, it's sure as hell <laughs> looking
0: like it, don't it?
2: No, it, it – yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's just funny, though, right? Because think about it. What if the Jets just win – two games, and all of a sudden it becomes the Dallas Cowboys. Or some mathematical thing happens where all of a sudden it becomes another team.
1: Minnesota's got one win, and they're not happy with their
2: quarterback. One win, and they're not happy.
1: Atlanta, right? There's plenty of
2: teams. Or if the Jets decide to get the number one overall pick, and they decide to trade out because somebody like Jacksonville says, you can have our next
1: ten drafts. Right. A Mike Ditka type situation, right? The other thing we should mention here, too, is just take me inside this real quick. I don't want to mention this too long, but – if you bypass on a certain situation like this, maybe this is just where my mind works. The first thing I thought of is: is this kind of is this guy going to come back to college with a insurance policy that has so many zeros and so many commas? So yeah. I did this. Oh, so my, me too.
0: My, my 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 sophomore year, I had a chance to leave school early. A lot of people were talking about me being the first pick, going to play with the Washington Wizards. I could have been playing with Jordan, uh, but I took out a really hefty insurance policy with a lot of zeros. But I will tell you this: that that year coming back to school, my junior year. It was fun, but the amount of pressure you felt mm. in order to be like you're great, you being great one night still wasn't wasn't enough. Mm. It felt like you had to be great, great. Like people started to find more what was wrong with my game instead of what made my game great.
2: Then when you finally left, did you take a pay cut? Never mind. Oh. Go ahead. Just, just. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: You are you are <laughs> you
1: are let's bring worst. in a college football <laughs> legend, one of the greatest guys that ever suited up. For the Georgia Bulldogs, he's a part of College Game Day. You can see him every Saturday morning. David Pollack joins us on the Shell Penzoil performance line. David, great to have you this morning. Big news surrounding College Game Day we're going to talk about here in your native state of Georgia in just a minute. But first, what do you make of these Trevor Lawrence comments that uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't when the world's thinking he's definitely going to come out whenever the season ends?
4: Well, he said it to start the season that the uh, that he this will be his last season. So I think now when you and, and and they'll know, Key Key will know this, and Jay will know this. Like when you get in the grind. You don't want to answer questions anymore about this crap. Like, you want it to go away, (laughs) and is this is this the last time you're going to do this? What about the Jets? What about this crap? Like, you just want it to go away, and you don't want to talk about it. So I think it's one of those situations. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be gone after the season. He's already kind of made that known before the season starts. But when you get in the grind, your feelings change. You get grumpy. A lot of things change, and you just get tired to answer questions.
2: When you look at it, David, Alabama obviously loses Jalen Waddle to the ankle injury. How is this going to affect them moving forward?
4: Man, I think it's I think it's a huge blow. And everybody wants to point to Mitchie and all the guys that they have that are five star guys to replace him. They don't run 4-2, Key, okay? They don't. So, I just I, – I just, you, you watch game plans. You watch punters, by the way. They want no part of punting the ball to waddle. The field position flips because he's so dynamic. You, you put him in stack routes all the time with Devontae Smith, and you just – you fear the crud out of it. So, I, I think it changes it. When I'm looking at favorites to win and all and stuff, I think this is a huge blow. I think, I think this is the difference between Alabama winning a championship and possibly not winning a championship.
0: Mm. Wow. 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 Hey, I wanted to ask you. So, the teams who are ranked top four right now—Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame—which team do you think has a chance of messing up first and actually not making it to the college football playoffs?
4: I, I don't. I don't think Notre Dame's going to be going to be making it. I think uh, I think they've got long odds. And when you watch them last week, they played a little bit better. But they're telling me to shut up in my ear, so I will shut up and I will get it back to you guys.
2: Who's telling you to yeah, shut who's up? Who's telling you to shut up? Not on our show. That's not us. <laughs> That's another control room, uh, well, DP. I don't run the rules. When I tell you it's time to go, it's time to go. It's not time to go yet till they tell us it's time to go. <laughs> hey, look, check this out, though. How excited okay. are you about the uh, Augusta National in a couple weeks that you guys are going to take college game That's day so cool.
4: down there? It's going to be cool, man. I, we always look for different things, and, we, and we've done f- cool things, that, whether it be the racetrack or several years ago we did Bristol racetrack, or we always find Richmond or James Madison and smaller schools that we get to go to. But I think going to Augusta in a year where it's been kind of crazy and, and, and Augusta's obviously happening this this fall or this winter now, um, it's going to be a cool scene. You know, it's a, it's a place that I think people look at and they go, man, look at all the history. And I'm just curious where we're setting up. I don't have the inside info. I'm sure Kirk knows. Knows exactly where we're, we're uh, setting up, but um, I think it's gonna be awesome. I hope we're on Amen Corner right there where everything happens. So,
0: DP, one last question for you, man. What, what's the workout routine looking like these days, bro? Every time I see you looking swole, like you'd be doing extra push ups and extra abs.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the quarantine, bro, I got bored, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do, no man. No more basketball I'm, pickup I got games, a gym DP. Out there. No, oh no no! Basketball at least twice a week. We're doing three days a week. We got we got, our, we got our group coming over tonight. But man, I was like, dude, what am I gonna do? I got a gym out there, so I'd have a couple buddies come over in the morning. Then it's five o'clock, and you're like, I got nothing to do. Hey guys, let's come over again and get a get a second session. So I definitely put on some uh, some weight during the quarantine. It was good weight, but man, we had to have something to do, so we were doing a lot. Of but yeah, the, the J J. It's not as good. You oh. just can't be consistent when you got that mass, man. You got to get, gotta get slim. I, I hate that.
1: Got to have Pollock down low on the block. It's amazing that a kid from Snellville, Georgia is going to be broadcasting from Augusta, Georgia, in one of the most unique settings. College game days done Fargo, North Dakota, Times Square. It's done a million things, but this might be the most unique of them all. David, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks, DP. Appreciate it, guys. That's David Pollock. My boy, can Jonas. hoop, man. Kenny. He can hoop.
0: I'm telling you. There's certain guys you see, like, Key thinks Key can hoop. Key can't hoop. <laughs> David Pollack can hoop.
1: Let's wrap. All right. Just uh, <laughs> for those that just want a little more context, College Game Day broadcasting live from the Masters before the third round. Of course, it's a Saturday show. Saturday, November 14th. You can see rounds one and two, November 12th and 13th, on ESPN, and then ESPN Saturday morning for College Game Day at. Augusta, Great stuff. Still to come. Uh, not so great stuff here. Did the Dodgers handle the Justin Turner situation wrong? Jay has been as hot on this as anything we've talked about on the show. He'll get his thoughts and we want yours. 888-SAY-ESPN or KJNZ on Twitter. Chishon,
0: Jay, Will, and Zubin. The Podcast.
1: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Some things, people have said the best two words in sports, game seven, which we won't get. Best two words in sports, really? We won.
2: Yeah, (laughs) we won. It's over. There's no doubt about it. uh, I was telling Jay, I said, we're going to run out of wall space off the buildings in Los Angeles. Oh, the murals. The murals are everywhere, whether it's Kobe and Gigi and the Lakers now, and now in this one, it's like, we're going to run out of wall space.
1: Great stuff. It's a good problem to have if you're a sports city. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning joined us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, but we encourage you to join us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So what do you make of the whole JT situation, the Justin Turner COVID-19 mess that Major League Baseball is going to have to be dealing with for the next few days, you would imagine. A lot of questions to be answered. Let's get right to you. Hit us up. 888, say ESPN, if you can't get to your phone, but you could take it out and tweet us, KJ and Z, you could get us your comments that way as well. Michael is in New York, as are we. Good morning. Welcome to ESPN Radio. What do you have?
5: Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me on. I'm a uh, long-time listener. love you guys. And uh, I wanted to touch on the whole Justin Turner thing. Man, I and and then hearing, the, hearing that Rob Manfred said that it's bittersweet, First off, that's just, that's irresponsible. You're for, there's a lot of fans, there's fans out in the stands right now. They allowed fans in and to um, be so lax on letting Justin Turner just like come back and celebrate with everybody. I get it. You're, you're happy. You guys won the world series, but you're putting a lot of lives in danger by doing that. And I, I feel like that's just so irresponsible.
2: It, it It is irresponsible, much like Jay was saying for Major League Baseball not to step in and do something, but what was what was they going to do? Like, they're going to take that joy away from yes. him and his teammates when his teammates, I guess, at the end of the day, was okay with celebrating with them. Clearly. I mean, like, I guess when you look at it from Major League Baseball standpoint, do you mess around with the Dodgers in the second largest market And all of a sudden there's a headline that says you took the joy away from Justin Turner and his teammates from celebrating. And now you got a headline that says, well, you didn't do the things you should have done from a protocol standpoint. So it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't if you major league baseball.
1: Also the game is in Arlington, Texas, but just keep in mind how difficult it has been battling the coronavirus in California, where the Dodgers are based. David's in Ohio. David, I know you've been trying to get in all morning long here. I appreciate you calling back. What do you got?
5: Yeah. I just had a comment about Justin Turner's situation. Yeah. You're talking about the like pinnacle of your career. Like you've reached the top, you've reached the world series. And if I'm him, I'm going to want to go out there and celebrate you know, with my teammates. So I don't, I don't blame him one bit. You know, I understand we're in a, you know, uh, tender situation with the COVID and stuff, but I mean, I just, I don't, I don't blame him for going back out there, honestly. So
0: I'm with you, David. And I've said this on our show all morning long. I don't blame Justin Turner either. i won a world, I won a national championship. I understand how that can create such hysteria. You and your teammates, your brothers, your family, you guys have accomplished the, uh, something that was so challenging and arduous. That's where I put the responsibility on MLB. That's Major League Baseball's responsibility to protect the players and that organization from themselves in that opportune moment.
2: I just don't I, – I, I get it, Jay, and I'm with you, but I just don't know what they could do. Like, what are they going to do? Remove him, put up the rope where he's on one side and his team is on the other? Like, what are they going to do? Like, what could they do? Say, no, you're not going out there no matter what. We don't give a damn. Like, is, are they just taking an aggressive approach? Because clearly the conversation with him was to isolate yourself. Right. So they had the conversation to say isolate yourself.
0: Well, well, I guess that's the question, though, Key. You know, if – so I, I'm, I'm curious how other organizations now will rewrite what their protocol is and how they handle these type of scenarios. I'm not sure this would have happened in NBA – Uh, I just, I would think you would think that if somebody was issued a statement that said, Hey, you are COVID positive. We now need you to quarantine. They would bring you somewhere or take you out of the stadium to somewhere where you're isolated, where you can quarantine. I I don't, I just don't know where things get lost in translation where somebody says, Hey, you're COVID positive. Okay. All right. You're just want you to know you're COVID positive. Did they not take you anywhere special for this?
2: I think he went down into the clubhouse. Until the game was over, right? Because he
1: eventually know. tweeted he had to go down there for a little bit. Yeah, but I to your point, did. when he came right back out there, there was nobody stopping him. There was well, no that, stop sign or anything. How do you how do you just come back out? How do you talk your way out of that? That's why I don't, like, don't play it on, on
2: Justin you Turner. To, you didn't have to talk your way out of it because it was nothing to talk your way out of. They said isolate. You said, no, I'm getting ready to celebrate with my damn teammates. And the teammates say, yo, JT, come over here, get right here. He didn't. He didn't go on the left far side to take the picture. He sat next to the manager in the trophy, dead center. And so nobody on the team, obviously, was at least yet that we've learned. No one on the team was overly concerned.
0: I got nothing else to say about it. I mean, I I've I made my point on it multiple times until I'm purple in the face, man.
1: Keyshawn J. Well, J. That Zubin. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. I mean, it happens, right? Now, Straight Talk Wireless' new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash Straight Talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Still to come, before I let you go, we've been watching the return of sports and devouring every single second. But wait till you see how empty tonight is. Kishan, Jay, Will, and Subin, The Podcast. We're partners, your old partner from College Game Day, oh Seth boy. Greenberg, is joining us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. He, like a lot of you, was listening to our conversation about JT coming out after the World Series. Coach, you so hot, he texted me. We said, Coach, you can bypass the Shell Penzoa Performance Line. You just call the hotline and get on. Good morning, Coach. What do you think about all this?
5: I think it's unacceptable. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to baseball. It's great you won a World Series. And you know what? You have a chance to celebrate. It's when you have a chance to celebrate. Look, the city of Los Angeles is under siege by a pandemic. What is your messaging? I mean, What are you saying to others, all right? We won the World Series. Forget about protocol. We won the World Series. You don't have to wear a mask. We won the World Series. You don't have to quarantine. The messaging that is sent in that moment by the Dodgers organization, by Justin Turner, by Major League Baseball, is absolutely horrific. It's horrific. It's like, that's all right. The season's over. We're fine. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care of the potential to get other people infected. I want to celebrate with my teammates. I'm also, you know what, there are people that are celebrating weddings and that everyone in the wedding party is getting sick. Like, you've got to make choices. Like, you've got to have some semblance of discipline. Going out and celebrating with your team in that moment in time, you know what, you're going to have time to celebrate. You've also got to think of others. You've got to think of the bigger picture, the greater good. And to me, what they did, what he did, and basically how they're trying, the spin they're putting on it, is absolutely a joke. There's right and wrong. It's real simple. Everyone's got a choice every single day. All right? If we can make some good choices and make some good decisions, you know what, maybe as a group we can battle this, pandemic but we're going to just pick and choose when we want to basically follow the protocol we're going to fight a losing battle being a great teammate is making tough choices being a great teammate is embracing your role in that moment in time that was a bad messaging man
2: it the optics of a coach obviously look very very bad but i think from a teammate standpoint if the teammates are okay with it and they feel like whatever the case may be, and his wife was fine, and she was there, and everybody was there doing it. I think that is what prompted him. Although he had on a mask for parts of it. We saw shots where he did not have the mask on. Once he took the picture, uh, he pulled it down. But outside of that, I believe he was wearing a mask the majority of the time. So I think the optics of it look a certain way. I certainly, if it was me and my teammates were willing and embracing it, if it was another teammate of mine, like a Justin Turner, and I was willing to embrace it, then I wouldn't necessarily have any problems with it at all in that moment in that time.
5: Hey, Key, let me ask you something, real simple, all right? There are teammates of yours in your career that probably have asked you to do things, and you've looked at it and said, you know what? Mm, I don't think so. That's not for me. Absolutely. So, like, here's the deal. Uh, You know, a teammate can say, you know what, man, come on, I want you out here. And you know what a great teammate says? No, man, you know, I understand that we'll get a chance to celebrate, but I'm concerned with the good of the group. You see, like, like a teammate thing is the two things. Hey, I really appreciate you guys want me out, out there with it. You know, it means the world to me. But everyone, look, everyone knows right from wrong. All right? You know, everyone knows right from wrong. And everyone knows you're right. So, I mean, like, that's a choice, man. That's a choice. No, everyone knows in that moment in time that was a bad decision and, and and the messaging of what's going on in our country. It showed a lack of the season's over. We won a championship. Forget about the pandemic. Forget about the protocol. Forget about doing things and sending a message to all those people in L.A. Look, I spent nine years in Long Beach. It makes me sick to see what's going on in Southern California. It makes me sick to see these wildfires. But you know what? Sometimes you got to say, you know what, for the greater good, For the greater good, I'm going to send a message so that maybe someone else doesn't think it's their time to celebrate, to go out, no mask, interact, do things you're not supposed to do. And then, you know, we're never going to get this thing under control until we have a vaccine. So, Seth, this is what I said. This is why I said the key. I
0: I, I don't put a lot of the onus on Justin Turner. He just won a world championship. Right. And I hear exactly what you're saying. But. You know, after you, after you win a national championship, a world championship, you're frenetic. You're just out there. You're all over the place. You're you want to celebrate with friends. You're there. Um, I don't really put a lot of onus on his teammates. I'm not sure that you know his teammates got a chance to a- answer a questionnaire about do you feel comfortable whether Justin Turner's out here in the span of one inning. I put all the onus on the MLB, the Major League Baseball yeah. Association. How how does how do you go from pulling somebody off the field in the eighth inning? to saying that they have to be quarantined, to all of a sudden just letting him go and then putting everybody else in a position where they have to even choose in real time, which we know when you're going through emotion, that that's challenging to figure that out on the
1: fly when MLB could have protected everybody in the first place. And, Coach, we got just one minute before we're done.
5: Yeah, I agree with you, Jay. Well, I think Major League Baseball struck out. Mm-hmm. I think Major League Baseball, like, you know, it's like parenting, no means no. If you're, if you're taken out of the game because you have a positive test and you're put in quarantine, you're put in quarantine, all right? That's just the way it is. You know, he can't be a, a little kid like, you know, you know, you're in a timeout. Well, no, you're not in a timeout. You can come out anytime you want because you're team one. You were in a timeout, but because you're team one, you're not in a timeout. Like Major League Baseball, uh, what are your non-negotiables and your core beliefs in dealing with the pandemic? All right. If they are, if you have a positive test to quarantine, then that's the deal.
1: And, and they blew it. They blew it, and, it, and it's a bad luck. Fair enough. Strong words from Seth Greenberg weighing in, like so many of our listeners and viewers have this morning. Coach, college basketball's back on November 25th. We'll end it on a light note. Can't wait to see you and the fellas calling some games somewhere sometime soon. Thanks for checking in this I morning. Might even be able to get, I might even be able to get on your show every once in a while without calling in.
3: <laughs> I miss you, buddy, all day.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Seth. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Great to have his perspective. I want to quickly mention this is the first day, fellas, since the Major League Baseball season began, back with the Yankees taking on the Nats when baseball returned. This is the first day since then. We will not have MLB, NHL, NBA, or NFL. We do have the MLS tonight, both LA teams. Key's favorite teams, of course. LAFC. Yep, I don't, don't really care action. about the Galaxy. LAFC is taking on Houston. The Galaxy, who Key doesn't care about, are taking on Portland. But it's going to be a light game. Galaxy's
2: like the Clippers. Okay. doesn't really matter. Oh wait, gotcha. Messi
1: plays it, right? Messi plays today in the group stage, Champions group League. Stage so we'll stage. get to see the biggest, most popular athlete in the world to many. Mm-hmm. Next to Ronaldo, who's still out with coronavirus, be out there as well. So used to have so many sports to pick from. Not so much tonight. So uh, be a company man. Go sit there with your kids and watch something on Disney Plus. Wear a mask, damn it! <laughs> and we'll Jeez. see tomorrow.
0: Oh. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at six Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
6: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.